the Palm Beach Auction, where collectors collect. This December 9th, 10th, and 11th, come see the best of the best. Consign and bid on some of the finest classic sports and vintage vehicles from collectors around the world. Held at the fabulous Palm Beach County Convention Center. For more info, contact HollywoodCarAuctions.com or call 1-800-237-8954. That's 1-800-237-8954. The Palm Beach Auction, December 9th, 10th, and 11th. See you on the block. Listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio Cars. Let me tell you about my company, Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. I have over 35 years' experience with classic, vintage, sport, and racing cars. I do appraisals, consulting, and pre-purchase inspections. Before you buy your next rare classic, the car of your dreams, give me a call at Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. Also, due to my 28 years' experience in the auto salvage business, I am very good with wrecks. So if your car has been in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call me at 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for lost value of your repaired vehicle. That's Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc., 727-541-1741. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Wednesdays, 7 to 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network, a.m. 1340. Hi, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. If you'd like to play golf... Magnolia Valley Golf Club is offering some specials this week. Give them a call up there at 727-847-2342. They have a 9-hole executive course, and they have an 18-hole par 72. And they've got great food on the 19th hole. So call my friend Pete at 727-847-2342. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We got it. We got it. You got what? We found a way to put Simonite Car Wax and Simonite Car Cleaner all in one push-button can. And just how does it work, Professor Nitwit? Come on. We'll show you. Come on. We'll show you. Come on. With... Now, look. It squirts on. You push the button. See? See? And then what? You spread it around and let it dry. And it's really Simonized, is it? Watch this. Sure, it's Simonized. Look at that shine. We'll be famous. We'll make a fortune. We'll call it uh, Instant Simonize. Instant Simonize, you lame brains. You can already buy Instant Simonize everywhere. Instant Simonize? They thought of it too? Simonize thinks of everything. Try Instant Simonize, another easy new way to brighten your day from Simonize Company. The Remco Movie Land Driving Theater is straight ahead. There it is now, Betty. Today's double feature. Have gun with travel and heckle and jekyll. It looks terrific, Jimmy. Drive right in and park. Let me show you how it works. Switch on the projector, turn the still knob, and you'll see six exciting still features. Have gun with travel and heckle and jekyll. Captain Kangaroo and Dinky Duck. Mighty Mouse and Farmer Alfalfa. Golly, what clear big pictures. This Remco Movie Land Driving Theater has everything. Six complete features. Stone giant screen, projection booth, marquee that changes, ticket window, and six beautiful cars. Be the first in your neighborhood to own and operate a Remco Movie Van Drive-In Theater. Only $5.98 at your favorite toy store. 
Remember, every boy wants a Remco toy. And so do girls. Okay, listeners, boys, girls, guys, gals, race fan, you are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hey, Cedric, how you doing? Woo. Just, we're, we're trying to maintain. We're trying to maintain. Hey, I'm standing up today because I'm tired of sitting. I've been sitting for a while here. You, you've been having a busy day, too, huh? I've had a busy day, absolutely. Hey, you know what? Did you catch that commercial, that one commercial, that Remco commercial? That was actually Patty Duke. In the late fifties, when she was a little girl, doing you're that. kidding. Yeah, that's who that was. She married John Aston, right? Uh, or is that somebody else? Yeah, the uh, Adams family. Yeah, yeah, I think she did. I think she did. You know, we'll have to go on as a trivial thing. One of these days, when we get one of these open shows. What we'll do is we'll uh, we'll do a trivial thing on 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 past celebrities and stuff like that. But anyway, hey, this is our car crazy show tonight because we have a very special guest this evening, and of course, we're going to play some interesting music. And, uh, hey, and what we'll do is, uh, let's go ahead. You got that one record queued up, that one song? Give, give me just another 30, okay. 30 seconds. Wait, wait, let me talk about the auction. Chris isn't here right now because he's uh, taking a couple of days off to kind of chill out, whatever. So, Chris, if you're out there and you're listening, uh, hey, great auction this weekend. It was really, 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 really fun over there at the uh, Tampa Fairgrounds. We had the Crown Collector Car Auction. Uh, good turnout, good selection of cars, some really, really good cars. Um, not as much traffic as we would like, but on the first go around, I think Chris did a sensational job putting together the Crown Collector Car Auction. Uh, this is his first venue. He is going to have another one probably, well, next year, probably this time again. And then he's looking to do another one sometime in the mid-year. So uh, we will definitely be on board for that. And, uh, you know, you guys missed out on a really good auction. It was really cool. As a matter of fact, the great thing about this particular auction was this was the first time for all you newbies out there, if you really want to get some firsthand experience to see the intricacies of how the auction worked, because this was kind of like on a casual basis, it was kind of like a, a local venue, it worked out real good. So you could have got some firsthand experiences. You could have got uh, pretty well connected and interact with the uh, people involved at the auction there. And it was a lot of fun, I have to say. And, of course, the Southeast Street Rod, that was, they had a real good turnout there. The swap meet was so-so. I was a little disappointed. Didn't find anything really, really good. But overall, the swap meet was okay. The gun show, I didn't make it over to the gun show. Uh, I need to get some more ammo anyway. We're all going to need it here pretty soon. Right, right uh, Cedric? Always got to get more <laughs> ammo, man. Yeah, I heard they had some pretty good bargains on ammo over there. But anyway, so all my gun buddies are over there rooting around in there. And uh, they, they brought home truckloads of... Uh, Stuff, brass stuff. Anyway, so we got that song queued up. Oh yeah, so we do. Do you, right. want, do you want to intro this for everybody, or shall I? I'll let you intro it. All right, we're gonna listen to a little Dino, a little Dean Martin and Nancy Sinatra. How about that? All right. Every night I sit here by my window, window, staring at the lonely avenue. Watching lovers holding hands and laughing Ha 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 Thinking about the things we used to do Think about things Like a walk in the park Things Like a kiss in the dark Things Like a sailboat ride What about the night we cried Things Like lovers vow Things That we don't do now Thinking about the things we used to do Memories are all I have to cling to Cling to And heartaches are the friends I'm talking to But you got me now 
When I'm not thinking of just how much I love you I love you too When I'm thinking about the things we used to do Used to do Thinking about things Like walking the park uh, Things Like kissing the dark Things Like a sailboat ride What about the night we cried Like lovers about things That we don't do now Thinking about the things Still can hear the jukebox softly playing, playing, and the face I see each day belongs to you. Belongs to you. Though there's not a single sound, and there's nobody else around. Ooh. Well, that's just me thinking about things we used to do. We used to do things about things like walking the park, about things like kissing the dog. Yeah, things. Like a sailboat ride. What about the night that we cried? Things like love about things that we don't do now. Thinking about the things we used to do. And the heartaches of the friends I'm talking to. You got me thinking about the things we used to do. <laughs> I hope so. Thinking about the things we used to do. Listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt. At the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radiant Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great place to eat right on the main part of Clearwater Beach. Located at 333 South Gulfview Boulevard. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill has two floors of food, drink, and fun. They have daily specials, happy hour, nightly entertainment. Their menu caters to seafood lovers as well as land lovers. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill, 727-608-2065. They're open in the morning for breakfast until 1 a.m. So stop by and visit my friends, Turtle, Eddie, and Polly, and all the girls and staff at Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill. That's 727-608-2065. Mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you never know. You might get a free drink. That's Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill on Clearwater Beach, 727-608-2065. Okay, race fans, we are back, and you are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars here in downtown Clearwater at the WTIN AM 1340 radio station. Also, I want to point out, too, don't forget, you can Google Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you can go to our podcast, and you can check out all the past shows. And there's 
there's some text there. There's some pictures there, and obviously the audio there. So you guys are welcome to read that stuff, check it out, listen to it, download it. You know, uh, it works for everybody. And then also, if you ever need to email me, you can email me at golfstreamradio at gmail dot com. That's golfstreamradio at gmail.com. And don't forget, I do do pre-purchase inspections. I do do appraisals. And like Chris said, I probably should PR that a little bit more. So, hey, if you guys got some cars out there you're looking to buy, if you need some consulting, if you're not quite sure, if you feel uncomfortable and you need a professional, and I do consider myself a professional when it comes to cars, uh, give me a call, 727-541-1741. That's 727-541-1741. Gulfstream Motorsports. I do uh, appraisals, pre-purchase inspections. Also, I broker cars, too. So, anyway, hey, let me give you a little update as to what's coming on. Besides the Palm Beach auction, okay, put on by Hollywood Cars and Wheels and all the other good stuff that uh, our friend Mr. Mike Flynn's involved in, uh, that is December 9th, 10th, and 11th. That's down in West Palm Beach at the Palm Beach County Convention Center. Now, I know, I mean, I know... um, Mikey pretty well, and he does a first-class operation, so this would be really, really good. He's going to have 300 of the finest cars down there. And uh, so if you guys can make it down to the Palm Beach Auto Palm Beach Auction okay, at the Palm Beach County Convention Center on December 9th, 10th, and 11th, it'd be definitely worth your while. Okay? Give him a call, 1-800-237-8954, or, uh, yeah, I guess you can give him a call on his cell phone. He gave it to me to give out. So let's 727-424-1942. That's 727-424-1942. Okay. Or HollywoodCarAuctions.com. HollywoodCarAuctions.com. All right. Hey, this weekend, let me tell you what's going on this weekend. We've got quite a few events going on. We have Downtown Safety Harbor, the British Car Show, okay, put on by the Tampa Bay British Car Club, actually the Austin Healy Club in conjunction, the two clubs. Some great, great cars. They block off, I think, from like right around where the railroad tracks is all the way down to where the spa is. You're just going to have nothing but nonstop British cars. You're going to have beautiful vintage Healy's, Jaguars, MG's, Triumphs. You're going to have some oddball stuff, too, there. You know, you're going to have uh, Sunbeam Tigers are going to be there. You're going to have maybe some TVRs. You're going to have Griffiths. You're going to have uh, uh, Mini Coopers. You're going to have a bunch of those there. Mostly vintage cars, mostly classics, mostly cars in pristine condition. It's a beautiful show. The whole streets are lined with these cars. They're open up. They have the big um, party going on. It's kind of like an all-day thing. And then like around 3 o'clock, I think they give away the awards downtown at the park off uh, uh, Main Street there. If anybody's into British cars, this is a great event. You definitely want to check this out. And I'm going to say a big hello and shout-out to my friends Scotty, Mike, John, all those guys over there that got cool British cars. And uh, so I look forward to seeing all you guys this Saturday in Safety Harbor downtown. I think it starts around 10 o'clock and goes to like around 4, okay? So you don't want to miss out on that. Also, for all you guys that are hot rod fans, or if you want to use the term rat rod, us purists use hot rods. The modern-day kids, they call rat rods. But anyway, it's Big Daddy's. Up in uh, Big Daddy Don Gartlett's up in uh, in Donellan up there. Oh, no, see where's he at? He's up there in uh, yeah, I guess it's Donellan. Okay, it's Rats and Rods with Big Daddies. Okay, that's also October twenty second. Okay, the same day as the British Car Show. I'm gonna see if I can eke into the British Car Show in the morning, and I'm gonna slide up to the, uh, Big Daddies in the afternoon and come back and hopefully make me maybe I'll get a award. I might be lucky. And uh, oh, so we, it's Ocala. Not that it matters, but it's Ocala. It is Ocala. Okay, yeah, it's just short, it's just right. shy of Ocala. It's in the same area. Okay, same area. Why did I say Dunellan? Dunellan is it Dunellan? I'm not sure. Okay, I think it is. I don't know. Anyway, hey, it's off I-75, and you can't miss it because it's called the Drag Racing Drag Racing Museum, isn't it? That's what it's called, right? I should know that. I've been there a hundred times. Anyway, also, what else is going on? Oh, yeah, in Winter Park, the concourse, that's uh, November 5th and 6th. 
Mason Dixon, who may call in, I'm not sure. We invited him to come in to call in to talk about his show, his Make-A-Wish show, I think, which is Sunday at the Tech Data, uh, I guess you would call it Campus, okay, uh, right off Roosevelt Boulevard. Uh, Mason Dixon's got his big car show. It's October 23rd, okay, that's all day. I think that starts around 10 o'clock and goes to like 4 o'clock with awards and donations and all that other good stuff and some live music. Or not live music, but, uh, you know, uh, his uh, Q105 uh, stuff. That's right, station, right, Q105? QZU, QZ, something like that. Anyway, yeah. I should know that. I'm a local guy, but yeah. I don't. I listen to hard rock, so I don't really, you know, listen to that much music like that. But I do listen to Q105 once in a while. But it is a good station, and uh, and then of course the big deal coming up in two weeks, November first to the fourth, is SEMA in Vegas. So all you, it's, SEMA now. Let me so you guys know, SEMA is probably the largest, and it's B two B, which means business to business. It's really not open to the public, but it's open to anybody in the car industry that is car that is a car business. It is the largest automotive aftermarket expo on the planet. And I've been there a few times, and I will tell you this. You really need to take your walking shoes. It's four days long. The buildings, the the Las Vegas Convention Center, just to give you an idea, to put it in perspective, I think you could put an aircraft carrier or multiple aircraft carriers in the buildings, and you might lose them. Now, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I do know that they had some 50, 60-foot offshore boats in there one time. And a number of them, and they look like dinghies. So that is a huge, huge venue. But it, there is anything aftermarket-related. Uh, the manufacturer will be there. Ford will be there. Chrysler will be there. Um, GM will be there. You know, Edelbrock will be there. Holly will be there. Hooker will be there. All the tire manufacturers, Goodyear, Bridgestone, you know, Firestone, well, what's left of Firestone. Um, you know, all the manufacturers, Falcon will be there. I mean, you name it, it'll be there. All the guys making the big rims, all the guys with the stereo systems, all the guys that make the appliques, all the interior trim pieces, all the guys that make the ground effect stuff, all the guys that make all the hot rod motor parts that you guys are into. Uh, just you name it. If you can think of it, it's there. If they got polishes, if they got waxes, if they got headlights, if they got taillights, if they got stereo systems, electronics, it is everything. So SEMA is definitely, definitely should be on your list. If you're a real serious car guy and you're in the business, okay, because you only can go there if you're a business, uh, or as a guest of somebody that is in the business, you definitely want to check out SEMA. Also, in uh, December, I'm not sure when exactly it is, but we also have a small version of that. Uh, it's called the PRI Show, and it's in Orlando, and that's once a year. And then when that show comes up, we'll go ahead and we'll get into that. How are we doing on time? Let's go, let's go ahead and roll a couple commercials real quick, and then we'll get ready for our spectacular guests for the evening. Hey, listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great pizza shop right here in downtown Clearwater, Bro's Pizzeria, voted number one in the city of Clearwater. They're located at 547 South Fort Harrison Avenue. They have great New York-style pizza, as well as delicious lasagna, spaghetti and meatballs, menicotti, linguine. And if you're in the neighborhood for lunch, they have great hot and cold sandwiches and appetizers. So call 727-441-6025 for takeout and deliveries, or stop by for a veal parmesan dinner and a nice glass of vino. That's Bro's Pizzeria. Check out their website and watch my friend Olti create a spectacular pizza before your very eyes. What would you like on your pizza? Call Bro's Pizzeria, 727-441-6025. That's 727-441-6025. And tell them Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. 
Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. As most of you know, I'm in the car business, and often I need cars towed. Well, Kotakis Towing has all the trucks and equipment to meet your needs. Whether it's long distance, short distance, or just around the corner, they can get it done. Kotakis Towing, located at 1141 Court Street in Clearwater. Also, they have a full-service repair and body shop to meet all your automotive needs. So give my friends Lefty and Joey a call at Kotakis Towing at 727-447-1952. And be sure and mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you might get a discount. What's plain at the Roxy? I'll tell you what's plain at the Roxy. A picture about a Minnesota man so in love with a Mississippi girl that he sacrifices everything and moves all the way to Biloxi. That's what's plain at the Roxy. What's in the daily news? I'll tell you what's in the daily news. Story about a guy bought his wife a small ruby with what otherwise would have been his union dues. That's what's in the daily news. What's happening all over? I'll tell you what's happening all over. Guys sitting home by a television set who once used to be something of a rover. That's what's happening all over. Love is a thing that has licked them. And it looks like Nathan's another victim. When you see a guy reach for stars in the sky, you can bet that he's doing it for some dog. When you spot a John waiting out in the rain, chances are he's insane as only a John can be for his Jane. When you meet a gent paying all kinds of rent for a flat that could flatten the Taj Mahal. Call it sad, call it funny, but it's better than even money That the guy's only doing it for some dog When you see a Joe saving half of his dough You can bet they'll be making it for some dog When a bum buys wine like a bum can't afford It's a sense that the bum is under the thumb of some little broad When you see a mug lately out of the jug And he's still lifting platinum for the Call it hell, call it heaven It's a probable 12 to 7 That the guy's only doing it for some dog Some dog, some dog The guy's only doing it for some No rain, but your car is bound to get dirty. So give your car a car wash, make it look like new. Watch it in the car wash that lets you see right through. Mr. Kelly's car wash, that's the one for me. 
Hey, Mr. Kelly, wax it beautifully. Drive up the ramp, hook the chain. It runs by battery. Clean, scrubs, and dries your car automatically. Mr. Kelly's automatic car wash. What a toy. From a hidden tank, fill overhead water tower, hook on car, throw switch, and automatically cars are wet down, scrubbed all over, and dried while you watch. Mr. Kelly's car wash comes with two late model cars, car wax, towels, sponges, and even a sign. Hey, Mr. Kelly, clean my car like new. Mr. Kelly's car wash lets you wax them too. Every boy wants a Remco toy, and so do girls. Mr. Kelly's car wash, that's the one for me. All right, we're live, and we are trying to find our guest. He's supposed to call in, or we were trying to call him, so we're just going to kind of add a little bit here a little bit. Uh, let's see what else we got going on. Hey, yeah, I want to say a, uh, let you guys know, there's a friend of mine, and I've mentioned his uh, com- company on here a couple times. It's called Forte's Inboard Auto Connection. So if you guys got a vintage car or a vintage boat, and you need it repaired or serviced, actually a late model boat, but a vintage car, my friend's down there, Dom, and his family, his sons, okay, at the uh, at Forte's Inboard Connection, do a spectacular job. Dom has the largest collection of reference material going back to the 50s on these old cars. He's very competent, very qualified. I think you guys would be very, very satisfied with his work. He's got a great reputation. His number, he's down there off 66th Street in the off Armerton Road, south on 66th Street. His number is 727-544-6440. That's 544-6440. Okay, that's Forte's Inboard Auto Connection. And, oh, hey, look, I just got a hand, a big thumbs up here. We have our special guest for the evening. Let me tell you a little bit about our guest real quick. Most of you guys know this gentleman, okay? He is a host of the hit TV show, one of the longest-running TV shows, automotive TV shows that's been running on Speed Channel, the host of Car Crazy. I'd like to welcome to the show Barry McGuire. Good. How you been? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, we're coming through loud and clear. Very good, very good. So, anyway... Tell us a little bit about Barry McGuire. How did Barry McGuire get involved in cars? What's uh, what, what's Barry McGuire all about? Uh, well, hard to grow up in Southern California and not uh, not have the bug. You know, I uh, I was born in Pasadena, California, and so right in the right at the right place at the right time. I, you know, the guys came back from World War II, and that's when the car hobby really took off and really birthed birth primarily in Southern California. It's 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 everywhere now. It permeates the world, but the Kind of everybody look, kind of looked at Southern California where George Barris and so many of the great icons started their, their hot rodding and customizing. And so I grew up with that. And the car shows, the early car shows were all around me. And I would go to the car shows. And uh, by the time I turned 16, it was, uh, you know, the hot car. Where, and this has continued to be somewhat that is the 57 Chevy. And so my first car was a 57 Chevy. And I mean, we started hot rodding it. And, you know, uh, at the time it was dumping it. You call it dumping it. You drop it down in front. So I, I have I have a fifty-seven Chevy now, mate to the one I had then. And I I always look at it and say I need to dump a little bit in front. Always, no, no, you can't do that. That's but <laughs> it doesn't look right. It should be a little lower in the front side. But uh, just growing up with the car hobby, enjoying it uh, to the fullest, and uh, I have been so blessed to be able to enjoy. I mean, really stay a kid all my life and just enjoy cars from from my earliest days until now, and even more so now. Now you come basically from an automotive background. Tell us a little bit about McGuire in general. And you know, your grandfather started a company back in the early hundreds. Well, he did actually. Nineteen oh one, Evansville, Indiana. It just happened that he started with furniture polish. But um, 
a uh, little known fact that there were more car makers back there than there were horses carriage makers uh, in Indiana than any other state by quite some margins, like 150 different. Uh... You there? Did we lose him? Barry, are you there? Hey, Chadwick, I think we lost our guest. Okay. Communication problem. All right. Hey, I apologize for this, folks, uh, but that does happen. This is uh, live radio and anything can happen. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, we have Barry McGuire on the phone, the host of TV's famous longest-running show, Car Crazy. So, um, anyway, now I think he's in his 15th year, you know. But anyway, so here he is. He was just talking about his 57 Chevrolet. And uh, it's, kind of men- it's kind of interesting that he was talking about how the front end was, you know, he had the front end down on it. That term is kind of, uh, I guess, often referred to as the California rake. I mean, most guys out there, if, you do, if you've heard that term before, the California rake, that's because they dropped the front nose down and they had the back end up. And then we always used to joke about it and say, well, it looks like an airplane coming in for a landing, you know, because the front end of the car was d- nose down. But at any rate, uh, so that sounds like he had a pretty cool car. Now, it evidently sounds like he's got another 57 Chevrolet. So he basically recreated that what he had, uh, or that which he had back in the uh, in the late 50s. So that's kind of cool. So he's a hot rudder. And he was just starting to tell us a little bit about uh, his background. His grandfather started this company, and he basically evolved out of, just like he mentioned, the furniture polish. And then what happened is, uh, because there was uh, the car manufacturers, and there was a lot of uh, no-name, one-off type uh, car companies out there, you know, that made, you know, uh, that took basically horseless carriages and motorized them. And uh, then what they did is they were all kind of competing against each other. And, of course, that was the big rage back in there. It's kind of like that was right about the turn of the century was the Industrial Revolution, you know. And so machinery, mechanics, and all that stuff was just was just uh, developing and exponentially, you know, I mean, somebody would come up with one little idea and another guy would take that idea and run with it and make it a little bit better. So anyway, so that's kind of what they did with the uh, uh, with the furniture polish. There was a demand for some of these cars, these high-end cars. Now, he said he came in, he's from Evansville, uh, North, or Evansville, Indiana, so that's not too far from basically Auburn. I think it's like about four or five hours away. So in Auburn, Indiana, obviously most people will, will remember that that's where the Cord, the Duesenberg, and the Auburn were built. Avanti comes from uh, that area. There was a lot of cars in that in the peripherals there. And again, it's not too far from uh, Michigan. Okay, so you had you know the uh, the Indiana area. You had Ohio. There were some cars being built there. There was some cars being built in Chicago and the Illinois area. I'm not sure of all the names, um, but at any rate, so what happened was there was this market for. They're polish, you know, and so what he did is they started, uh, you know, making something and tailoring it to work on metal as opposed to wood, and then eventually it just escalated into something. And then he will, if when we get him back on the air, he'll tell us a little, he'll finish up the story. Is Barry back? We got it back on the line. Okay, let's put him back on the line. Barry, are you there? Yes, I don't know what happened. Somehow we just went. <laughs> it just went down. So that was talking to uh, to thin air. Well, I, I was just just to bring up the speed. I was kind of ad libbing, telling telling everybody a little bit about how uh, you know from 1901, and then your your grandfather started the business, and your dad got involved with it, obviously, and then you were involved with it, and then right about the time when you graduated college and when you took over the business. So I'll let you pick it up from there. Yeah, so anyway, it was interesting how my grandfather moved out to California, just right on the heartbed of the car hobby. And uh, literally, you know, he moved in 1913. Thirty years later, the car hobby just explodes in Southern California. And I was born in the 40s, and so uh, uh, I, I, you know, it was it was just perfect timing all the way around. Uh, my dad uh, represented the second generation of the family. He and his two brothers. My grandfather passed away in 1950. They continued on. 
focused on the professional. In fact, they didn't want to go into retail at all. They just said, no, no, we're a professional company. So they just focus on the car manufacturers work in the assembly plants and in the dealerships and body shops of what we now call detailers, and that was where they wanted to stay. I, on the other hand, was a car guy. I'd be going to car shows a lot, and wherever I went to car shows or wherever I was in the country, I found that they were often using um, one specific product of ours. It was our, it's a, We were called McGuire's Mirror Glaze in those days. Our professional brand still was even today. And... Uh, are you still with me? Yes, I'm here. I'm listening. Okay, just check. Just check. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I would I would find our products being used at the car shows and on the best cars, and I finally started asking different uh, participants of the shows, you know, how do you know about our products? And everyone said, well, my painter gave it to me and told me that's all I should use. So I started checking, and basically every custom painter in the country had found that our products were really great at bringing out, taking out swirl marks and creating a, a what we call a perfect show car finish. And uh, so we were actually player in the car hobby without even our permission. I mean, it happened because the product was that good. So um, finally, at in 1969, I graduated from college in 1964. I give away my age, but in 1964, our sales were six hundred thousand dollars a year. My dad and his two brothers were basically retired. It was bigger than they thought the company would ever be. And for me, it was like they built a great foundation on which to build a great company. So I saw it through different eyes and really wanted to go after the car guy marketplace. And finally, by 69, I just called a fan of me. I said, you know, whether we like it or not, we are in the car hub. We are in the, we're in the consumer business. And you can call them pseudo-professionals or pseudo-consumers, but it's a consumer marketplace product opportunity we have. And I'd like your permission to allow me to go into it. And I had most of the family against me, but I had some outside board members that believed in me and said, go. And so by the by passing the passage of one vote, they said, uh, go for it. I took from 69 to 73, putting the business plan together and working on the logo and the package and all that. I brought out our McGuire's Cleaner Wax, a new brand, in 1973. And so uh, it's been quite a ride from then to now. I, I would go to the retailers. I'd say, you know what, there's a different market here. There's, there's a separate market. I'm not going to take away any business you already have. I'll bring you new customers or car guys. And I just could not get any interest out of the retailers in those early years. And, and probably rightfully so, as the car hobby was a lot smaller back then and certainly more invisible. But I just kept hammering away, and if I say, just give me one facing, just give me one one shot, just give me one facing of my product, and I will bring you new customers, I guarantee it. And so one by one, I started talking to the different, uh, well, not started talking, started convincing the different retailers, you know, the pet boys and auto zones of this world to put us on the shelf. And then finally, by, uh, I think it was about 1980, there was this fledgling little retailer coming up that thought they were going to be bigger than Kmart. They said their name was Walmart. <laughs> And I got in there and started talking to those folks. And now they have, I think Walmart has 55 products of ours on their shelves. So Jeez. from then till now, back in those days to now, it's been a lot of hard work. I have prayed a lot and asked God to give me direction. I didn't oh, have a lost. clue what I was doing. Not a clue. As a young kid in my 20s, I knew enough to know I didn't know anything. And I needed more help than what I had around me. And Things just happen. I mean, it's just it's been an amazing ride, Robert. It's just it's been so it's been a lot of work, but it's been a lot of fun. And I can't count how many car shows I've been to, and car clubs, and cruises, and rallies. And you know, it's uh, it's been fun, and not just here in the United States, but all over the world.
What do you think set your product apart from other competitive products? Now, granted, back in the day, it sounds like you had like a niche market. Your niche market being you catered to the show car guys, you know, as opposed to Turtle Wax, Simon Eyes, and stuff like that, right. which was basically really? the production car stuff. So now, let's go fast forward, you know, 1980s, 90s. Now there's all these other products, and I guess Mothers would be one and some of these other uh, new names. How did they fare against yours? But what really made you, what set your product apart, and why Why is it still almost number one in the marketplace? Which I think it is the number one in the marketplace. Well, we it? are number one. Let me tell you an interesting statistic. It'll really help explain everything else. In 1976, um, eight, let's see, what was it? 1976. Yeah, it was 1976. 65% of the U.S. population waxed their own cars in 1976. Okay, got that? 1976, 65% of the population waxed their own cars. That was before clear coats, okay? Mm -hmm. So if you didn't wax your car, you really noticed it. The paint deteriorated pretty quickly. It started getting chalky after several years. So everybody knew they had to wax their cars. That number today is 17%. Only 17% of the U.S. population today waxes their own cars. So the mass market for car wax has dropped like a rock. I mean, it's just it's just disappeared. I've never looked at the mass market, never once. I looked at car guys, and I wanted to grow the car hobby. And everything I could do to grow car hobby and get guys and gals interested in cars, and, and, and because I knew if they loved their cars, they'd love our products because I knew how our products would work on, on show car finishes and creating, again, we call them show car perfect paint finishes where you don't have any swirl marks. It's a clear bright reflection. So the, the more amazing figure is this. 10% of the U.S. population is car guys, okay? That 10%. is valid. I mean, Gallup, that goes from Gallup Research, and we've done research through all the publications. We've, we found that about 10% or about 30 million Americans are car guys. Super. Now, they don't all have cars. Some were senior citizens. Some were pre-driving age, but they're all car guys, okay, 30 million. So it happens now that 10% of the population buys 86% of all the car wax. <laughs> so this market that I went after back in 1973, that everybody said it's not worth it, you know, you don't, it doesn't justify you being on our shelves, now is buying 86% of all the car wax-related products for interiors and wheels and tires and what have you. So our market has exploded. So we've had double-digit growth. Every year for 35 years, double-digit growth in a market that has basically collapsed. <laughs> that's, that's... It's amazing, but that's how it's happened. So it's been a great ride. Our focus hasn't changed. We have nothing but car guys in our labs, and uh, they work ferociously uh, on on creating products that are uh, they have to be better than ours, which is the biggest test. Certainly, they have to be better than anybody else's. But we, we work really hard. You'd expect me to say that, but i got to tell you, you take our products, you put them on a black car, you put them side-by-side, side, anybody else's, and uh, you'll see right quickly why I feel strongly in saying what I say about the products. And car guys know the difference. The average customer, probably not. But, but the car guy that loves their car, that lives with their car, that just can't do enough with their car, and wants to get the prize of the show, they know every square inch of their car. You car guys that are listening know what I'm talking about. And you know what? how wonderful it is to look in your paint finish and see the reflection of the sun and not see any swirls, no imperfection, just the clear reflection of the sun in your paint. I mean, that's a, that's a beautiful sight. Wow. Hey, let me ask <laughs> well, that's you, what we do. Let me ask you a question. What is your perspective on claying? Now, do you, I don't know if you offer a clay product, but what is your perspective on that? 
Well, we pioneered clay, of course, and oh, uh, clay is claying cars is critically important. We we divide, and I'll give you. I'll go into minutia. We I could spend hours talking uh, technical sides with that. I'll give you a phone number before we're through that you can call and get information from us. We provide it gladly, free of charge. You won't try to talk into buying anything. It's just uh, what we do. So we we like to, we don't sell. We educate. So you have when you have surface problems on your paint. Some are above surface and some are below surface. If they are below surface, like stains and blemishes, something gets in your paint, scratches, whatever, then you have to remove some of the paint to get down to the bottom of that imperfection in order to get a clear reflection. And so that involves abrasive-type products, maybe rubbing compounds, which have you finally get down to a polish to get it where it's perfectly clear. If it's above surface... That's, that's having to do with contaminants that land on your paint finish and eventually bond to your paint finish. And quite frankly, whenever your car is outside, whether it's parked or being driven, contaminants are continually landing on your paint finish. The most, the number one contaminant landing on all of our paint finishes is, is tree sap mist. It's microscopic. You can't see it. Particularly happens during the springtime. But uh, uh, here in California, where I am, or in Florida, you get it year-round. And you get it's it's really a resin, and it'll bond to your paint finish, and it will wash off within the first few days. But with low heat, it hardens and, and it sticks onto your finish. And then there's just I could go on and on. I, I mean, there's all kinds of types of contaminants that land on your paint finishes. And uh, the way to way to check to see if your paint finish has contaminants, I guarantee you it does, unless you just finish working on it to perfection, like in the last couple of days after you've washed your paint. Wash your car, rub the face of your hand across the top surfaces of the paint finish. It should feel as slick as glass. It most likely will not. In fact, for a lot of our listeners right now, it will feel more like sandpaper. And you cannot wax on top of that. People say, oh, I'll just go wax my car, and they wonder why their wax goes on so hard. It wipes off even harder, and then they don't have clear reflections. The wax doesn't last. That may not be the problem with the wax. The fact of the matter is you need to prepare the surface first. Uh, our uh, smooth surface clay is a product where you spray uh, our most popular product, our quick detailer on as a lubricant, quick, quick mist sprays, and then you take this clay that's like silly putty, and you just wipe it across the top surface of your paint, and it takes that mist off so fast. Excuse me, it takes the contaminants off so quickly. It's actually the most fun product we have to use because... Once you use it, you realize you've just done a three-foot square area, and it's slick as glass there, and the rest of your, rest of your car feels like sad beer. Oh, my goodness. So it's, it's really fun. It's the most, the most gratification of any of our products, quite frankly. You just see it's a major contrast. Once you do that, you have a slick finish. Now when you wax your car, the wax just glides on. Just, even if you use somebody else's wax, it just glides on. And it wipes out so much easier, and you have so much clearer reflection. The wax lasts so much longer. So playing the surface of your car before you wax is a really important punch. It really is. Super. Well, the reason I brought that up is because I just I had a car. I got a TR6, and I was getting ready for a car show here a couple of days ago. And the guy gave me a bottle, a solution, and some clay, and said, here, knock yourself out. And I looked at him like, yeah. what? Putty? Clay, yeah. and then it's when really I... made it, it's amazing how many people are afraid to clay the car. It's just an unknown. The fact of the matter is, you can't, you cannot hurt your car with clay, and there is no easier product to use on your car than clay. So you can get it. Just read some quick directions and just go for it. And you can't make a mistake. No matter what you do, you'll have excellent results. You're absolutely and right. And no matter what wax you use after it, I shouldn't say that. But <laughs> believe me, any wax will work a lot easier on your paint finish Once better than it would normally. 
by by playing your card first. It's fantastic. Pretty uh, fantastic. Super. All right, now let's go to the meat of the show. Talk about Car Crazy. How did that show come about, and what were your expectations, and did you have any idea that the show would evolve to where it is today? You know, we know if people really love their cars, they'll end up probably using our products. We, we don't, we've not grown because of advertising. We've grown only once have I ever had somebody tell me, I bought your product because of an ad. It's always because somebody told me about it, you know. And so we have raving fans. We have an 80% brand loyalty factor. It's unprecedented. 80% of our customers, if they can't find the product or store, they'll go to another store to buy the product. I mean, they will not use anything but Meguiar's. You have to have great products to do that. So we look at it. If if, if you love your car, you'll probably use Meguiar's. We just need more people loving their cars. And go back about 15 years ago, there was a phenomenon that's kind of forgotten about now, but at that time, the car hobby looked like it was going away. Uh, people, Most of the people car shows were my age, around my age. You weren't seeing kids. You weren't certainly weren't seeing strollers, very few teenagers. Uh, the attendance of car shows was going down. A lot of our viewers may remember that. I mean, a lot of our listeners right now may remember that. Car clubs were ending operations. I mean, it was not a good time. I looked at it and said, we've got to get the next generation <laughs> coming up. We've got, to, we've, got to, we've got to replicate ourselves. We have to reach down and get next generation car guys. How are we going to do that? And so we had a discussion about that for several years. One day I was on a rally uh, up in Northern California, and Carol Shelby was sitting next to me that evening. And like he'd done so many times before, he was telling me another one of his great stories. And, and it clicked to me. I wonder how many, how many millions of car guys would like to have the opportunities I have to sit next to Carol Shelby and listen to his stories behind this, the rest of the story, what happened behind the scenes, you know. So I came back and I talked to Leslie Kennedy, who was doing uh, and is doing all of our public relations, corporate communications, and she said, "Well, you know all these people. You you have all these relationships you build up over the years. You know their stories, and they're all your friends. We ought to do a TV show, and and they're so patient, and that will be contagious, and it will affect other people. They want people to be a part of what, what we do and a part of the car hobby." So we went to Speed Channel, and we sold the idea, and they said, okay, we'll give you four one-hour specials. And we thought that was pretty cool. Well, we're going to do some TV specials. So we did four and thought that's all that we should do. They came back and said, would you do four more-hour specials? We said, sure. So we did four more. Then they came back and said, if you could do it in a half an hour, we'll give you 13 half-hour shows. We said, well, that's pretty cool. So we did that. And then they said, well, they give us 26 shows. We said, we're okay. So we did 26 shows. So it just kept coming back to us. And then they sold. Uh, Roger Werner sold Speed Channel. Speed Vision was called back in those days. Sold to Fox. They said, okay, the car guys there are gone. So it's, 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 it's over and past. So it's a different world now. We'll stop doing the show. Well, Fox came to us actually at the SEMA show, which is just getting ready to come up. And they sat with us. They said, you're one of our highest rated shows. We want you on year round. And we thought, well, now that's really cool. We got a TV show year round. And we left the meeting, and then I remember, like, about an hour later, it hit me, wait a minute, I can't be doing a TV show every week. I got a company to run. I don't have that kind of time. So we went back and met with Fox again, and they said, no, no, it's okay. Uh, make 26 shows. We want to show them year round, but we'll show a, a one week of first runs and a second week of, of uh, reruns. So we did that for a lot of years, and then finally about four years ago, I think it's about four years ago now, it's tough doing 26 shows. Like, hey, that's a lot of travel. 
we shoot uh, three or four days for a half-hour show, and then we edit for over 100 hours. It's, it's a major effort, and now we do half our shows or so outside the country. So we said, we need to cut back to 13 shows. We still like the year-round <laughs> factor. They said, well, so do we in the rerun to get as good a rating as the first run. So, okay, we'll go with it. Do 13 shows, and we'll run them year-round. So that's where we are at this point. We just are signing our, our contract for 2012. It'll be signed in the next couple of days. It's all written. We just, just the lawyers doing their last little lawyering thing. So we're on for next year, continuing on, having more fun than we deserve, and uh, having better ratings than we ever dreamed. And now it's going worldwide. It's uh, uh, Discovery's picking up uh, different parts of the world, a couple other networks. So it's a global phenomenon at this point. And uh, that's cool because we're traveling all over the world doing these shows. And and it's fun to see that the car hobby now is exploding here in the States. I like to think we had something to do with that. And uh, it is exploding wherever we go, uh, in Russia and China and <laughs> you name the country. The car hobby is just just exploding. having such amazing growth. And uh, we are there. We, uh, we sponsor 9,000 car shows in the United States and another 3,000 outside the United States. Just about every major car show in the world. I don't care what country you go to, from England to Germany to France to Russia, China, Australia, Thailand, you name it, on every given weekend, wherever there's a major car show, almost without exception, we have what we call our men in black. And we're there and, and talk to the car guys and help them get these uh, perfect show car finishes that we talk about. And I, it's just been, can you imagine what a ride it's been for me to be able to do this, have so much fun? and watch it grow like this. I mean, I just look back and just say, wow, <laughs> thank you, God. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, let me ask you a question. Like, when you go to some of these foreign countries, and let's just say uh, now Central Europe, okay, Western Europe, you know, Germany, Italy, France, stuff like that, I know there's yeah. a lot of American cars over there, but when you go to some of the more obscure places, let's just say like Russia, for example, or someplace in the mi- in the Far East, let's say, uh, I-, I don't know if you've ever been to China or any place like that, or Taiwan. Yeah, oh, yeah. What, what? China has very strict laws. Okay. So you're not seeing American cars there, although that's, I mean, as far as old cars coming in, Cadillac is, is a big market there. Hummer's big. I mean, the new cars, but I'm talking about old cars now. They have not allowed them to come in. It looks like that's changing. Now, to contrast that to, we shot a show in the Philippines a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we went to the convention hall, and I thought I was in Southern California or Florida. You know, it was just like, wow. <laughs> Did not believe how many great cars they have there. When I find out who's working on them, who's restoring them, I find out they're Filipinos. There are Filipino restoration shots for, for I mean, high-end cars, Goldwing, Mercedes, and what have you. But I have to tell you, they, they're restored to the point where they could easily compete in uh, Pebble Beach-type uh, circumstances. So wow. It's fun to see that happen. The American hot rod is a phenomenon. Unless there's laws that prevent its import, they're there. The world is taken by the V8 engine, the sound of the V8 engine, just as much as we are. And so uh, a lot of times in Europe, our our, uh, our our servicemen have been over there, had their cars, and then left them there. You know, in Sweden, in Sweden, there's one show that has over 3,000 American cars at the event. 3,000 American cars. That's all it is. It's an American uh, car, um, basically a hot rod show. Wow. So um, the impact that America's had on the car hobby is is quite amazing. And I have to tell you again, no matter where I go, people look to Southern California is where it all started. Absolutely. And I was just blessed to be born and raised in Southern California and be a part of all that. And I, again, I was at the right place at the right time. 
Now, Car Crazy Central is basically the main web page, and there's, that's basically like a podcast, right? So if anybody wants to listen to some of your past shows, they can go right to uh, Car Crazy Central, and they can uh, basically view all the, uh, all the past shows and, and get any you, kind of... You can, Robert. Yeah, uh, Car Crazy Central has our videos on it, has, has uh, really uh, humor videos as well. We've, put a lot of, we've made a lot of humor videos through the years that show uh, some interesting experiences that car guys have, and... Um, our videos are also on YouTube. You can go to YouTube. We have a channel on YouTube called Car Crazy. And uh, so we're pretty easily found. Um, a lot of folks all over the world are watching our Car Crazy episodes on, on YouTube. We have to we have to wait a certain while. I'm forgetting what the length of time. I think maybe three months before we can actually put them up on the web uh, in, uh, in respect to, to Speed Channel and their exclusivity of, of the product. Uh, we own the shows. They are our shows. But we also don't want to compete with Speed because they've been they've been such a phenomenal network. And hats off to Speed Channel. I got to tell you, you go way back. I mean, they were the only ones. They made a commitment twenty four hour uh, TV programming for car guys. Now a lot of networks do it piecemeal. They do some and, and others, but uh, Speed Channel has been doing it for for a long time. And um, I I can quickly say that I think that the most single most important reason why the car hobby is doing so well now is because of Speed Channel. Super. Now, also, you have Car Crazy Radio. Tell us about that for, uh, we got about two minutes, well, we two and a half minutes left. we with radio before we did television. Oh, really? And uh, we called it McGuire's Broadcasting Network. We came up with several names, and then we came up with the same Car Crazy. And uh, we work with our host, uh, Alan Taylor, who hosts just, uh, I think he's like maybe 25 different uh, shows. It was just Car Crazy. And then um, he was, um, you know, um, well, he's been with Motor Trend and Hot Rod and lots of folks. He uh, he's just a regular phenomenon. It's a guy who's just so uh, passionate and so professional what he does. And so he's run with us as our partner with that. And I, we're in like 120 markets across the country on every weekend, and uh, do much the same thing that we do on Car Crazy Television. Super. Now you're going to be at Amelia Island this year, right? Again. Well, Amelia Island's held in March. It's 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 probably my most favorite show. I love Bill Warner, the owner, mm-hmm. creator, uh, orchestrator of the event, and we pray for his continued good health. But yeah, that's a fabulous show. And it's one nice thing about it is it is it's it's a true car guy putting on a true car guy event, and we all stay at one hotel. There, the Ritz Carlton at uh, Amelia Island, right off the coast of Jacksonville. And uh, he doesn't he doesn't do a car encore in the classic way. It's not it's a, he has world class cars for classics, but he often has uh, all kinds of classes for different types of race uh, motorsports uh, um, vehicles as well. And the great race drivers of the world, he always has a Richard Petty or somebody like that as the grand marshal. And it's great fun to be in one hotel and spend four or five days together in one place rather than being spread out over a large area. And uh, it's 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 a great event. It's, I just can't say enough about uh, the Billy Island Concord. Everybody listening, yeah, that's got to be on your bucket list. If you're going to oh, yeah. go to a car show, you need to go to Billy Island. Definitely, definitely. Hey, Barry, I want to thank you for coming on the show. We're just about out of time right now. Um, right. I'm I'm actually planning on possibly being at SEMA, so I'm pretty sure that if I get to SEMA, I'll definitely look you up, and we'll see you there. And that's in a well, couple we are weeks. SEMA TV, come find us. We're in the stage right in front. Come I'll do us. that. All right, everybody, I want to thank Barry McGuire, our special guest for the evening, the host of Car Crazy, uh, for coming on our show, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And I want everybody to stay safe, drive carefully, love your family, and we will see you next week at 7 o'clock. Thank you very much for tuning in. Bye-bye now.
St. Petersburg, WDCF, Dade City, Zephyr Hills, and Wesley Chapel, and KLRG, Sheridan, Little Rock, Arkansas. I'm Barbara Hall. Just minutes from now, Game 1 of baseball's World Series gets underway. The St. Louis Cardinals host the Texas Rangers. Rangers manager Ron Washington feels confident his team can adapt to the chilly 40-degree weather. We just want to be in a position to do what we are capable of doing. And, um, you know, the weather may, may stop us from doing some of that. But we can play any type of baseball.